Welcome back to another episode of Inside Inside Sales. Brought to you by our sponsor, Vanilla Song. With your host, Daryl Prale. Join us as we interview industry experts in the dramatically growing field of inside sales and sales development. Tune in as Daryl brings you actionable strategies and tactics that can immediately increase your sales and success. So you ready? Hey, Daryl. It's another episode, folks. I'm here. I'm here. I made it. I made it. I made it. It's been crazy today. I think I said last episode it was crazy. You're seeing the theme here. My life is getting crazy. It's getting crazy in full disclosure as we get closer and closer to the Outbound Conference. By now, you guys know that we're the title sponsor at Outbound and you see us plugging in. If you're wondering why, I don't know if I've actually shared this publicly. If you're wondering why we sponsored it or why we're plugging it, it's really straightforward. It's because we love the premise of the show. Sales at its heart is about outbound. If you're just living on inbound leads and you're just closing deals that way, some might argue, for some of you, you're an order taker. And I'll take orders five days a week, you know, Monday to Friday and take the commission and, and say thank you very much. But sales truly is the essence of outbound, going out and proactively seeking the individual you want to sell to for whatever reason they might be, the right persona, the right ideal customer profile. You know, you want to get market shares. You want to get certain named accounts because they change the world. You get those named accounts and the rest just fall like dominoes. It's all really outbound to me is the epitome of how do you find who to prospect to what are the tips and tricks I need to equip myself? And then once I connect with them, what do I do to kind of move that deal through the pipeline? The nice thing about the show, we are the title sponsor. I share that because we have zero influence on the content. We have zero influence on the speakers. I've had a number of people reach out to me and say, hey, can I speak at the show? And I'm like, I don't know. You should go ask them because I have no influence. And it's crazy, right? Can I get involved? Can I sponsor? Can I can I get my brand in there somehow? I said, I don't know. Let me introduce you to the same people I talk to. So we have zero influence. They just took my money and said, thank you very much. But that all said, they're great guys. One of the benefits of sponsoring the show, you may have figured out by now, is that we get to bring you guys all these really cool speakers. Not that they wouldn't speak to us before, although between you and I, would you speak to me? I get it. But they agreed to come and join us on the show because they do get a chance to plug them for the show. And I love them because they're so good but it truly is how do you find who to prospect you know it's funny i look at that whole premise of how do i find who to prospect and when i started here vanilla soft you may find this bizarre because i'm a marketing guy not a sales guy by trade and everyday you know craft and discipline but i too had to find out who to prospect so what do i mean by that when i got here let's just say our brand wasn't as prolific as we would have liked it to be and people weren't talking about us as much as we would like them to talk about us. We weren't always in the top conversation, which is a shame because we're probably the oldest sales engagement platform and perhaps just the most conservatively run. We haven't raised $250 million, give or take the kind of my competitors have, that allows me to make a lot of noise. 
I'm guessing you can relate to that. I'm guessing for many of you out there, you're listening to the show and you may not be the top brand in your industry. You may compete with somebody who's more significant, who's who casts a shadow upon the industry or upon you and makes it hard to be heard. If you were like me, when I began, I had to prospect, if you will, the right influencers, the right opinion shapers, the right noise makers to physically align myself with, convince them of my value prop and get them to agree to a work with me in some way that was a win-win, right? Because that's every time you're selling. The intention is it's a win-win. I mean, you get the deal, but they get a resolution to their pain because of what you're offering. And I had to do that. So I had a prospect. You may think this is silly, but let's use an example. I'll use an example like a Keenan. I'll use Keenan as an example. Um, it could be anybody. Keenan didn't know who I was, and I had to get in front of him and get a conversation with him. This is a man, as one example, who is under great commands, great interest, great attention in the sense that people want to talk to him and they want to work with him. So why me? Why me versus over anybody else? So, you know, I had a name, I'd identify my named accounts, and then I had to figure out the multiple different channels I was going to use to pursue him. And then when I finally got that moment, I finally connected, I had to make that impression quick and dirty to actually work together. This is where it's ironic that sales and marketing in many ways actually do overlap on these areas on how do you find who to prospect and then what's the process you follow. So I feel your pain. I don't carry a bag anymore, but I still do have to do the exact same thing. I just don't get the benefit of the commission check that you get. I thought to myself, let's revisit that topic. Let's revisit how do you find who to prospect? And then I said, okay, well, who's the right guy? Of course, Who's the right guy that's supporting the show, Outbound? And I said, well, clearly, one of the founders of the show is Mark, the sales hunter. He's a sales hunter. Emphasis on the word hunter. Mark Hunter, sales hunter. He knows about how do you find the right person to prospect. Mark, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you for having me on. And I think you've done enough of a show right there. And, oh, I feel your pain, you marketing person who doesn't get to take home the commission check. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Maybe you guys just got to get over to the right side and get over to sales. That's all. Yeah. But if I was the right side in sales, I wouldn't be able to hang out here with wannabe pretenders like you. Now I oh. get this joy. Oh, wow. Oh. Man. Wow. Is this the... is going deep. This is going deep fast. Okay. Here we go, kids. Man. <laughs> I got to ask a question before we get into the whole conversation conversation about how do you find out a prospect? You're one of the founders of the show. How did this come to be? What's the story? I've been asked that by a lot of people. And why is it called Outbound? How it came about was really uh, a bunch of us just kind of got together on the phone. We just began talking on the phone, sharing ideas about sales. You know, sales is not a solo activity. Sales is a team sport. Anthony, myself, and several others, Jeb Blunt and, and some others. And then from that, we just began doing a couple webinars. We just began doing a couple webinars. So that was cool. And we got some sponsors and suddenly we said, wow, we can actually do a live event. And then Outbound, that's a cool name. Domain names available. Let's buy it. Boom. That's how it came to be. We got together. We, we did a kind of a little shtick together under a different name. Then we uh, grabbed the name Outbound. We did an event in Atlanta. Let's see, coming up, this will be the fourth one. Over a thousand people. Last year, we had people from 17 countries there. It is the best way to describe it it is Cirque du Soleil 
takes over a rock show to disrupt a sales meeting. And it is that intense. It is that there's no pitching. There's no selling from the stage. So it's not like, oh, get your credit card out. Buy the new. No, none of that. This is pure content. It is the sales event. And it's probably why we probably have about 30% of our audience comes back every year because it's so much great content from the stage, from the breakout sessions, from everything we do. It's power. Cirque du Soleil takes over a rock show, takes over a sales event. What I'm hearing you say, Cirque du Soleil is Canadian. A rock star, I'll use everybody's favorite, you know, rock star, like Nickelback, for example, a good Canadian act. But we can go with Rush or anybody else you want to. So what I'm really hearing you say is this show is a Canadian venue, Canadian event located in Atlanta. Am I getting that right? Just like the Stanley Cup. (laughs) That's not held by a Canadian team. We don't go there. (laughs) I know. That's what I mean. It's It's Canadian players owned by U.S. teams. So I'm just saying. Just saying. Okay. 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 Well, then uh, I'm going to stop there. I want to talk about how do you find who to prospect. I've got some things I want to talk about, but we can go in any direction you want to. So feel free to go off course, which I know you love doing to me anyway. So the first question I have for you, and and full disclosure, guys, the question we're going to have today is not unlike all the questions we've had right here at Vanilla Softs. You know, this is actually a really near and dear conversation for me. And I'll start off the first one. The first one I have is the whole premise of inbound versus outbound. So if you talk about how do you find who to prospect, you know, that, that implies I'm doing outbound. But I've got my sales rep saying, Daryl, you're not sending me enough inbound leads. So there's tension there with me saying, listen, I'll feed you, but you got to learn to feed yourself too. So maybe talk to me a bit about that. Well, I could run for an hour right here. First of all, sales cannot rely on marketing for their leads. Okay. It's great that marketing can supply leads. I got nothing wrong with that. Who closes the deal? It's sales. So sales is going to understand best who the right lead is. Now, let's break down this whole inbound deal. Inbound leads have depreciating value. And just because it's an inbound lead doesn't mean it's worth anything. Let me tell you something. An inbound lead just means it's somebody who has a heartbeat. And my dog has got a heartbeat. Okay, but my dog isn't buying anything from me. So, I mean, sorry, it's just not going to happen. You have to look at this. Leads that come from marketing, and this is going to be painful. I look at them as really nothing more than names. They're MQL. They're marketing qualified leads to one degree or another, but they're not SQL. They're not sales qualified leads. What many times happens is we have to realize who is our perfect persona? Who, Who is our perfect customer? What do they look like? What's the outcome? I like to use the term avatar, but I know I use the term avatar and then like people go wonky. They don't understand what that means. It's if you were to describe a picture of who your perfect, well, for instance, if I were to describe my perfect marketing person, it would be Daryl with the loud jacket, <laughs> the hair standing up. It would be that. That would be that would be him. But see, you really have to define. But here's the whole thing. Don't define your perfect customer first by type of company they're in or business they're in or where they live. No, no, no. Define it by the outcome. What is the outcome? that you help them with. Because here's the whole thing. So many customers, if you think about this, customers tend not to buy your product for everything that that you offer. You may offer a product or a service. They don't buy it for 100% of the features. They probably buy it for one or two. What happens many times is that we confuse them because we throw at them everything. So what I wanna do is I wanna break down my personas by what are the outcomes? What are the individual benefits, individual features, pieces of what I sell? That's what's going to help me narrow down who I'm going to be prospecting with. So let's give an example of that. And for clarity, right, I, I have no problem with Avatar. I think it was a great movie. But you know, people may also be talking about, as you said, persona or ideal customer profile or basically, you know, who, who the hell is it you're targeting, folks? 
you know, Mark makes a great point. I'll use Vanilla Soft as an example. Uh, I'll be the sacrificial individual here. We have probably four personas that we target. There's probably actually a lot more, but let's just stick with the four. We have the executive in charge of marketing, executive in charge of sales. And then we have a practitioner, an ops person, a sales ops person, and a marketing ops person. All right. So the executives, of course, are they own the budget. They're tasked with the big vision. They're tasked with the ROI. They're tasked with achieving the big goals, the big hairy audacious goals. But the ops people are the ones who are in the soup, the mucky, messy soup of actually using the tools and making sure they're deployed, fixing and calling tech support and whatever it might be. The execs aren't. Very different needs, wants, and desires. Our solution at VanillaSoft can help all four of those. What I say to a marketer is going to be very different than what I say to a salesperson. And then what I say to an executive is going to be very different from what I say to an ops person. All right. So now I can have a very specific message for a marketing ops person and a very different message for a sales ops person and different again for a sales exec and different again for a marketing executive. If you know your ideal customer profile, then from that, you can figure out their pains and their issues. And now you can start building your list. And maybe that's a great place to go to, which is, okay, how do we build our list? But I'm going to tease you. I'm not going to answer that, but when we come back, Mark will. Don't go anywhere. CRM was designed for managing relationships. Sales engagement is designed for starting them. Current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50% of the time and make less than two attempts to contact them. And they're only about 35% productive. CRM is the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. VanillaSoft is an engagement platform. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing qualified leads into sales qualified leads. According to user reviews, VanillaSoft will increase your pipeline and productivity by three times or more by ensuring each new sales lead is engaged within seconds persistently and with the cadence that's optimal for your prospects. Don't let your sales leads fall into a black hole. Take your lead engagement and sales qualification out of your CRM. Try VanillaSoft for free at VanillaSoft.com. Okay, Mark, I put you on the spot. I said when we came back, you would help us just simply, if I need to know who to prospect, you said know my avatar, know my persona, know my ideal customer profile. Great, I now know it. Now how do I build my list? You just said something very keen. You use different titles, see, for instance. And if I were to break apart my perfect customer by company, I'd be treating them all the same. You see, I have to have a separate cadence, a separate sequencing, separate set of messaging for each one of those four that you just described. And yet each one of those four might might live within the same company. See, so my messaging from marketing all the way through has to be targeted against that specific person. So what is it? The executive that I'm reaching out to, I'm going to be reaching out to with a question or a statement that resonates more of a strategic value. Down at the practitioner level, it's going to be more tactically focused. What does this also mean? At the CEO level, the C-suite level, it's going to be probably a longer time because it's a longer decision-making process. Down at the practitioner level, it's an instant decision. So what does this mean? My whole prospecting has to be built around developing different strategies for each one of those four. Now, here's where so many salespeople 
fall apart. They put the same frequency into each one of those four. False. The solo practitioner will say, I might be able to reach out to every couple of days. That CEO that I'm reaching out to or that senior officer, I might only be able to reach out to every other week because they operate on different time frames. Here's the other piece that comes into play. That is the messaging and the medium. The medium that I might use for the senior officer, I'm going to probably be using very short emails, very short emails, and yes, telephone. For the solo practitioner, I might be able to use other mediums. I might be able to use social media because they happen to be on social media because they're in a sales role. So they're, they're out there on social media. I might be able to use text. If I try to use text to reach a senior officer, it's going to be, no, it's not going to go anywhere. See, so I have to craft my messaging around who it is I'm trying to go after. And that's going to include the message. That's going to include the medium. And that's going to include the frequency. And it's going to be very well defined. So I'm taking notes furiously here because I don't like what you're saying. When I know who to prospect, then I need to nail down my message and my medium. I'll share a story on this. Another marketing almost sales story. Years ago, I was the CMO for a public safety company. In other words, if you were to call you know, 911 here in North America because you had an emergency, the people who would answer that call, they have special hardware and special software. We manufactured, we created that hardware and software. Often, these are all staffed at the public safety access point, a PSAP, and the people who led that were often ex- police or ex-fire or ex-medical personnel. They had retired and taken this job. And I came in and I said, these people, do they read? Do they have publications? Do they go online? Are there websites they seek? And the answer, everybody told me in that company when I started that was no. So I said, okay, so I should not spend any money on any kind of online pay-per-click. Nope. Okay. So then I sent a survey out, every single one of the PSAPs, 5,500 at the time. I asked them that very question, amongst other questions. Guess what? Turns out, they were all online. They were online different publications. That's okay. So now I understood where to go to find them, as an example, and I understood what they cared about. I did some research. That's huge. Don't make an assumption. An assumption is an input, but do some research, do some A-B testing. Now, Mark, you talked about the message in the medium is different depending on the role, the ICP, the avatar, the persona, as is the frequency. How do I build a list? Do I just go to a Zoom Info Discover org? Do I go to associations? Do I go to LinkedIn? Do I start screen scraping whatever I can find? Not that that's legal. That's a sidebar. What do I do to build my list to get these people? I'm going to build my list in multiple ways. One of the first ways I'm going to do is I'm going to say, who are my existing customers? Where do they tend to live? Just like you did. Okay. So you began probably marketing in some of those publications and you begin then finding those people. And that's what you're going to do. And you just start drawing bigger circles that go a little round, a little further out, a little further out. One of the whole key things, in fact, I just wrote a blog post on this. You want to take your perfect profile. And you're going to have all these traits that make up this perfect profile, this perfect customer. You never want to prospect anybody that doesn't line up with at least 75% of those traits. Here's why. You start to get yourself sideways. And when you start to get yourself sideways, you start to get into trouble. And there's a line I like to use. I can't take a Walmart shopper and make them a Nordstrom customer. You may have people who are responding to you. They may like what you have, but they don't have the budget. They just aren't there. See, so I, I guess they very tight. So what I'm going to do is, I take this perfect profile and I begin drawing it out. Now, your reputation arrives before you do. 
Let's not kid ourselves. So, yes, I'm going to be putting things out on social media. I'm going to be doing this. Now, solopreneurs, be careful on this. You can you can sit there and say, I'm going to spend 10 minutes a day on social media. And three days later, you still haven't come up for air. You have to block your time. You have to block your time because I can be social media rich and hungry. And I see this happen with a lot of people. They say, I'm going to throw all my work into just creating this massive presence on social media and develop this big following, this big audience, but it's not cashing in for you. So you got to be very careful. So what I'm going to do is I'm looking for different levels of customers, different levels of prospects. And as soon as I can begin engaging, I'm going to start engaging. So I may only have 10 or 12 prospects. I may only have 15 or 20. And let me tell you something. It doesn't take as many as you think, because here's the other rule I say, don't start what you can't finish. You may have to be into a process where you need 15 to 20 contacts of this one person attempts to reach this one person. But the problem is if you got too many people in your pipeline, there's no way you can maintain that. So what happens is you make three or four calls Well, they haven't responded, so they must not be interested. I don't know. So don't start what you can't finish. So really what I say is it's actually fewer than you believe it to be, but it's keeping the frequency and the frequency of your messaging must be each message must deliver different value. What does this mean? It's a value added statement or a value added question that is going to be pertinent to them. I get bonus points if I can link that to time. If I can link that to something currently going on in their company, going on in their industry then boom, it's amazing. Right now, for instance, we have a situation where we have some issues in China regarding this virus is breaking out. And that's going to start impacting companies. That's going to start impacting company decisions. Think about this for a moment. I'm not about playing off of problems for other people, but it does become a problem for potential customers. See, so can I link something back to something happening right now, creating time? Because if I can create urgency in my messages... It's amazing how, again, it increases the likelihood of them being willing to engage with me. One final thought, and I'll turn it back over to you. Don't be gun shy. If you deliver six, eight, ten messages to somebody and you haven't heard a response, don't be gun shy. Because you know what you're doing? You're still creating awareness. It will break through, but you have to be patient. So I want to hit on that, Ashley. One of the biggest things I hear a lot is people say, well, I know my ICP or my avatar. I know that. And I built my list, my, my list of target accounts I want to penetrate, my, my tier one list of accounts. And I have a tier two list of accounts, people who maybe have this pain and fit my ideal customer profile, revenues, employees, industry, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. So I, I know all this. But despite that, I'm still struggling to prospect because no one's getting back to me. And there's two reactions I have to say. One is chances are you're giving up too soon. And, am I, and you might say, like, I did six times, Daryl, or eight times. And my comment is, well, that's not enough. You know, Grant Cardone, whether you believe him or not, and I don't agree with a lot of what Grant says personally, he will say, you do it until they, they block you or they spam you. So that is one end of the spectrum of being extreme. The point is, you're giving up too soon. That's the first part. The second thing you need to evaluate, Mark talked about the message and the medium. If no one is responding to what you're saying, there's a good chance they don't find what you're saying interesting. 
Spot on. Spot on. This is why you can't sit there and say, gee, we've been in business for 25 years or we've done. Who cares? Nobody woke up this morning and say, man, I hope Daryl Prale reaches out and calls me today. It doesn't happen. Doesn't even happen with Mark Hunter. But people have got challenges. People have got problems. I've got prospecting calls that I'm going to be making this afternoon. I'm going to be making calls this afternoon. And it's not going to be about, hey, I'm Mark Hunter. No, no. It's about their challenges, their issues. Yesterday, I was having lunch with a person who's VP of sales of a company. And it wasn't about me talking about how great we are. No. I was talking to her about what are the challenges her company faces and and what she's finding with their customers and so forth. The mark of a good prospector is one very simple measurement. How much of the time are they talking on a phone call versus how much of the time is the prospect talking? There's a direct correlation. So Mark's alluding almost to the whole idea of conversational analytics, right? So he's, he's giving you the advice. There's a correlation. But on, on tools, a refract or a gong or a chorus, they can actually help you measure that stuff. So if you're not sure if your message is resonating, for example, when you do have those conversations, that's another tool available to you to help you understand what's working and what's not. Lots of tools yeah. out there. One of the things that I would suggest you do, ironically, this is not a plug. I'm actually just, I just connect the dots myself right now, is Mark, he has a book come out. He mentioned called A Mind for Sales. In fact, it's out now. It's his brand new book. His most recent book was High Profit Prospecting, where he gives you powerful strategies to find the best leads and drive breakthrough results. Before you get a mind for sales, maybe you might want to try high profit prospecting. That's my little plug. Better than all of those two books will be to see him, of course, at the Outbound Conference. And you go to outboundconference.com. You'll see the Vanilla Soft logo there. Life is good. Here's a tip. You have two discount codes available to you. You can use one VS100, Vanilla Soft VS100. That'll save you some money. Or Mark, I think you've got a code too, do you not? I have one, but you know what? Just use the VS100. Just use the VS100. I want to so, give you guys a love. Hey, it oh. doesn't make a hill of beans anyway. So it doesn't. I mean, hey. I've actually had a number of demand mm-hmm. generation agencies call me and say, we see you're the sponsor. How can we help you drive bums and seats to the outbound conference? And I said, I'm flattered and I hope I can, but I'm not being compensated or incented in any way, shape or form, but put bums and seats. So you should go talk to Mark, the sales hunter, whereupon he will well, help you change your message and be much better than that. And hey, can we do a quick thing there? It's not like we're struggling. No, this thing sells out every year. Every year it's it sold out. We've ex- yeah. we've expanded the seating this year. This year we've been able to get it up to 1,250 people. And let me tell you something, all 1,250 seats will be sold. Um, it's only a matter of how early it sells out. So there you have it, guys. Mark, thank you so much for your time today. Best way to reach you? Mark at thesaleshunter.com is the email. But hey, just go to thesaleshunter.com. That's the website. It's all right there. The book, A Mind for Sales. That's the new book out. Grab it. The other thing you can do, of course, guys, follow him on LinkedIn. And what you'll do is you'll be able to follow Mark's travels because what he is the man who's known for posting nonstop videos from every single airport he's at. And they're always less than 30 seconds. And I tease him about the quality of his videos, but they're actually good videos despite his production attempts. We'll leave it at that. That's all I'm going to say. All right. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. Well, maybe I'm judging a little bit. In the meantime, that wraps up another episode of Inside Inside Sales. I want every single one of you right now, when we're done the podcast, and it goes to silent, I want you to say to yourself, inside, inside sales, just like that. And if you do that, I guarantee you, 
you will smile. My name is Daryl. I'll talk to you soon. Take care, guys. You've been listening once again to another episode of Inside, Inside Sales. Hosted by Daryl Prale, the CMO of VanillaSoft. Tune in every week for actionable ideas to increase your sales productivity. Sponsored by VanillaSoft.